my soul, Jerusalem. In our last podcast, we looked at the scripture in the book of Kings, in which the prophet Isaiah came to Hezekiah, telling him he was going to die. The scripture says, Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord. Now by Hudalev Ashlag, the great Kabbalist, in his commentary on the Zohar in this verse, informs us that this means that Hezekiah turned to the Shekhinah. The word wall in Hebrew, kir, referring to the Shekhinah. The best way to define the Shekhinah is as the indwelling presence of God, our collective soul. Each one of us, therefore, has the Shekhinah within us. I puzzled over the word kir that's used in this scripture for the Shekhinah. What a strange word to use for the Shekhinah. But Rabbi Ashlag teaches that it is from the word kiriyah, meaning a city or citadel. The kiriyah, the city, is Jerusalem. Jerusalem in the scripture has many names. The kiriyah, the city, Klilat Yofi, the epitome of beauty, Ir David, the city of David, Ir Shechubala Tamid, the city forever joined. In the Kabbalah, the name Jerusalem is a term used for our soul, the focal point of our being. So by considering these names for Jerusalem, we can thus discover aspects and qualities of our soul and its purpose. The soul as Kiriya, the city. Nowadays, when most of us live in urban environments, we forget the relevance of the word city as it would have applied in biblical times. The city meant the place of the Beit HaMikdash, the temple the focus of the public service of God. It was the place where the sages sat in the Sanhedrin, the place of the courts, the Bate Din. It was the seat of both executive power and of governance. Each person is considered to be a world in himself, his own personal focal point. It is the soul within himself. The sages teach us that the essence of our soul is the same as the essence of God. Our soul is part of God above. This teaching derives from a verse in the book of Job, precisely Job chapter 31. Normally translated as and what is part of God on high, the inheritance of the Almighty for the heights. But the word meh, usually translated as what, actually has a numerical value of 45 and is considered one of the names of God, as it has the same numerical value as Adam, which also adds up to 45. Thus, the Kabbalists derive from this verse that the soul of Adam is part of God on high. What would it be like for the soul to truly express her essence, 
How would this come about? For her to do so, we need to look at what the sages have said. They said, how is it possible for us to be one with God? He is a consuming fire. But just as he is merciful, so you be merciful. Just as he clothes the naked and visit the sick, so should you. It is quite clear that Job understood this. For the chapter in which he looks at the essence of the soul, chapter 31, continues by describing his acts, how he in fact acted in accordance with the dictates of his soul. Verse 13. If I did despise the cause of my manservant or of my maidservant when they contended with me, what then shall I do when God rises up? And when he remembers, what shall I answer him? Did not he that made me in the womb make him? And did not one fashion us in the womb? If I've withheld anything that the poor desired, or I've caused the eyes of the widow to fail, or have eaten my morsel myself alone, and the fatherless not eaten thereof, nay, from my youth he grew up with me as with a father, and I have been her guide from my mother's womb. If I've seen any wanderer in want of clothing, or that the needy had no clothing, if his limbs did not bless me and he wasn't warmed with the fleece of my sheep, if I lifted up my hand against the fatherless because I saw my help in the gate, if I made gold my hope and have said to the fine gold, you are my confidence, if I rejoiced because my wealth was great and because my hand had got much, if I beheld the sun when it shined or the moon walking in brightness and my heart was secretly enticed and my mouth had kissed my hand, this also were an iniquity to be punished for the judges, for I should have lied to God that is above. If I rejoiced at the destruction of him that hated me, or exulted when evil found him. Indeed, I did not let my mouth sin by asking his life with a curse. If the men of my tent did not say, who can find one that has not been satisfied with his meat? The stranger did not lodge in the street, my doors I open to the roadside. If, after the manner of men, I covered my transgressions by hiding my iniquity, because I feared the great multitude, and the most contemptible among families terrified me so that I kept silence and went not out of the door. Oh, that I had one to hear me. Here is my signature. Let the Almighty answer me. Job cries out, but he kept his faith. He tended to his fellow in accordance with loving his fellow as himself, and he gave his faith to God. How would the world look if each one of us allowed our soul to govern instead of our wills to receive for ourselves alone? Our wills to receive, which keep us artificially separate from each other, stopping us from seeing each other's beauty and uniqueness. Love your neighbour as yourself, for I am the Lord, is the foundation of the entire Torah. Job says, were we not formed in the same womb? Our separation from each other is a consequence of our ego, which causes us to see our own self as being real, whereas denying the reality of someone else. But the soul doesn't see things this way. If we were to govern according to the soul, our inner Jerusalem would govern our lives, 
with love your neighbour as yourself in all its details and manifestations, putting our selfish wishes much further down the line. If the soul was the governing and executive aspect of ourselves in actual practice, we would be able to reach a state in which the words of the prophet Isaiah come true. For from Zion shall come forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Our soul, our center, would be expressing in actual practice the love and compassion that is at the core of its deepest nature. Jerusalem is also called the city of David. The Sphira related to David is the Sphira of Malchut. This is the Sphira of the soul of man. When man acts according to the desires of his soul, then the soul is able to clothe the shining light of the Sphira of Malchut. It is a vessel for the light of God. If we act so that the Malchut is lined up with the framework of holiness, in affinity of form with the framework of holiness, then she becomes the fountain through which all the Svirot above her get light. She becomes a source of light herself. This is the raising up of the Shekhinah. But if we allow the thoughts and desires of the ego to dominate, it is as if we have allowed the foreign legions into Jerusalem, and Zion is cast down, and the Shekhinah is in mourning and in exile. O Jerusalem, O my soul, this is the cry, this is our cry, in this period of the three weeks, the time between the 17th of Tammuz, when historically Jerusalem was breached by the Babylonians and the Romans, and the destruction of the temple on the 9th of Av. But as we know, the events of the Jewish year are not only events of history, but they are moments of consciousness which mark energies, in which we look at different aspects of our lives. This time is a time of sadness, when we mourn the breaching of the walls, the division of Jerusalem, when we mourn over our inner Jerusalem, because we've let the foreign legions of our ego trample over her. On Tisha B'Av itself, an additional prayer is added into the Amida. It is called by the first word, Nachim, comfort us. This prayer first appeared in the Jerusalem Talmud. Comfort, O Lord our God, the mourners of Zion and Jerusalem, the city who grieves, which is destroyed, despised and desolate. She is mourning without her children, her dwellings destroyed, despoiled of her glory and desolate without inhabitant. She sits head cast down. Legions have swallowed her up and idol worshippers have taken your people Israel by the sword and killed wantonly the pious ones. Therefore Zion cries bitterly and Jerusalem gives forth her voice. My heart cries for the victims. For you, O God, in fire destroyed it and in fire you will rebuild it. As tis said, I will be for her, says the Lord, a wall of fire around her and in glory I will be in her. Blessed are you, O Lord, who comforts Zion and builds Jerusalem. When we look at this prayer in reference to the soul, it becomes clear to us precisely what we are mourning for. When we trample over our soul's wishes, even when we know what is right, 
We are acting grossly when we push our soul's wishes into the background, preferring the strident demands of our wills to receive for ourselves alone. We have allowed the foreign legions in to divide the city, and then she is in mourning, despoiled of her glory, and desolate without inhabitant. Our inner Jerusalem mourns. To reinstate the soul in her proper place in our lives is to rebuild the walls of our inner Jerusalem. Rabbi Baruch Shalom Ashlag teaches that the name Jerusalem is made up from two words, Yareh and Shalem. In a similar way, our work to realize the potential of our soul needs to be built up from two polarities. These are one, Yirah, the fear of being separated from the Holy Blessed One. We refrain from using our ego even when we are tempted and want to. This takes a lot of practice and self-restraint. At first, we do it because we do not want to be separated. This is Yuratachet, the fear of sin. But there is also a higher Yura, Yuratachet. This is awe of God, simply because he is exalted and the ruler of the world. Shalem is the faith that God is good and all his works are good and whole, and I put my faith in him. I have faith that all that he does is good, and I am whole in his sight, and there is none other than him. These two polarities of refraining from the evil and doing every positive act that we can and giving him our faith unconditionally, even against the desires of our ego, we slowly rebuild the city of David within ourselves. The words of the prophet Isaiah come true. Simchu et Yerushalayim v'giluva kol ohaveha. Sisu ita masos kol hamitablim aleha. Gladden Jerusalem and rejoice in her, all those who love her. Rejoice with her, all those who mourn over her. And then ultimately, she fulfills her name, Klilat Yofi. The soul, the epitome of beauty. Indeed, who can imagine the delight and beauty of the soul when joined with her creator? Our great Sadikim certainly knew of such delight. Many wrote songs or poems to express their soul's joy. Rabbi Yehuda Levi was the most famous of the poets. But even in our own day, Rav Kook and Rabbi Yehuda Levi Ashlag wrote poems and music which expressed their soul's longing and its beauty. Here is one verse from one of Rabbi Yehuda Levi Ashlag's poems. In whose hand are all my futures? From him come all my joy and all my sorrows. He had mercy on me and carried me quickly to my redemption. Since then, I am lovesick. My beloved remembers what is in the hearts. The light of my delight awaits in the cornerstone, and between him and I there are words of love. My Redeemer lives. The drops of my sweetness he will number. In this period, when we remember the destruction of the physical Jerusalem, 
We mourn for the fact that our own inner Jerusalem, in all her potential and glory, is not yet realised. This mourning should not be one of grief alone, but a call to action, a call to look and see what still needs tikkun, what still needs repairing, and how we can rebuild her walls and re-establish our soul as Jerusalem and our collective soul as our people, as the governing force within us. It should become the city within us, the focus and the direction of our life, and then the words of Zechariah the prophet will be fulfilled. Koama Hashem, Shafti El Zion, Veshachanti Betoch Yerushalayim, V'nikra'a Yerushalayim Eir Ha'emet, V'har Hashem Tzvaot, Har HaKadosh. Thus says the Lord, I return unto Zion, and will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. And Jerusalem shall be called the City of Truth, and the mountain of the Lord of Hosts, the Holy Mountain. This audio recording is brought to you from Nahora School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Yehudalev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Nahora School online. Details at www.nahoraschool.com or www.nahorapress.com.